Thanks, Pierre. Okay, well, as you can see, I came up with my Bible. Uh, during worship, the Lord said, you leave your notes behind. So my notes are right there on that chair. And um, I am going to be relying on the Lord here this morning. And we are going to be speaking about prayer. But before I speak about prayer, some of you might be asking yourself, well, what is prayer? And, you know, Brian just hit the nail right on the head this morning when he said, some of us think that it's only for an elite group of people to pray. And I'm trusting that the Lord would just show you that that's not the truth this morning. And, you know, when I was preparing for, for this message and I, I went before the Lord and I said, Father, what do you want to say to your people? And clearly, I didn't even have to wait very long. He very clearly said, I want their hearts. So I waited on that. I said, Lord, what do you mean you want their hearts? And I just, before we start, because I'm going to pray, I'm going to do something slightly different this morning, is that I feel like the Lord's saying, there are people here this morning, your hearts have grown cold towards him. And he wants your heart. And if you think about prayer, prayer is about talking to God. It's about communicating with him. And when we talk to him, when we communicate with him, when we connect with his heart, our hearts are revived. And I'm reminded of um, the scripture in Mark 2, verse 22, where Jesus speaks about the new wine. And the Lord's been speaking to me about this for a very long time, about new wine, new wine, new wine. And then it just came up again. And, you know, in Mark 2, 22, Jesus is explaining that you can't put new wine into old wineskins because that the wineskin will, will burst. And I feel like this morning, before we start with the word, that's I'm just giving you a little bit beforehand is that I feel like the Lord wants to do a new work in our hearts. He wants to prepare our wineskin for the new work that he wants to do. I feel like he's saying, behold, I am doing a new thing. And I think a lot of you can feel it. I think you can feel the expectancy. You can feel that the spirit of God is moving. He's doing a new thing. And um, something very excited, I'm going to start moving because I'm getting a little excited. Um, An exciting thing happened this morning because there was an illustration I wanted to share with you, which happened to me a few years ago, and then it happened again this morning, which I was like, oh, come on, God, that's so awesome. So what happened was I'd gone to a conference, and um, after the conference, I just had a moment with Jesus. I went down on my knees, and I said, Father, I just want all of you. And here we're speaking about devotion. I said, Lord, all of you. And I, I literally surrendered my heart to him. I got on my knees. And I just think of that scripture that, that where Jesus says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. And, you know, you just feel like you're in a place of humility. I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I just want all of you. And with that, it wasn't an electric current, but it felt like an electric current. A current of his power just started flowing through my body. So much so that I actually got a fright. I looked at my hands. I was expecting my hands to be moving like this, but they were still and the power was just flowing. Lucy was with me and another friend, and I kept going, there's an electric current flowing through my body. I was like so excited about this current that was flowing through my body. Anyway, after that, it went on for about two and a half hours. It didn't stop. I, I kept just, I was just in awe of how amazing God was. And do you know what? It wasn't about the current. What the Lord said to me afterwards was, he reminded me, if you look, I mean, we've got lights all over this venue this morning, but if we switch the electricity off, those lights all go off. And the Lord just reminded me, that we need to stay connected to him because our everything flows from him. Everything flows from him. And it was so amazing this morning. I you know, got up, I had my time with Jesus, just his new fresh word for every day that he has for us. And then the same thing happened. I was so excited. I, 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 I literally, I ran through to Rick. I said, 
I have it again. And, you know, it was just, it's such a beautiful feeling. And yeah, he was just reminding me, just remind, reminding me that we need to stay connected to our very life source, to the power of God. And that's exactly what prayer is. Prayer keeps us connected to our very source. And God is our source. He's the source. He's the giver of life. So as I pray this morning, I'm going to ask you, we're going to close our eyes. And I want you to forget about the person next to you. And we're going to have a moment with Jesus. And I want you to consider who you are praying to right now. Who you're going to be talking to. Because the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, has a meeting with you this morning. He has a divine appointment with you. You might have just come with a friend thinking, oh, let's go check out the service. No, no, no. He has an appointment with you this morning. And he wants to speak to your heart. So can I ask for us just to take a moment, just to, just to quieten our hearts. So let's pray. However you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not going to prescribe to you how you need to quieten your heart this morning. But thank you, Father. So if I can just ask before I pray, if you can just bring your heart to him. You know exactly where you're at. You know if you feel like your heart needs to be revived. You just talk to him. Thank you, Lord. Here we are, Father. (laughs) We submit ourselves to you this morning. And we ask that you would come and do what you want to do in all of our hearts, including mine, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that as I speak, I would hear your voice speaking to me clearly. Lord, if you want me to say something, I pray that you'd bring it to remembrance. If you don't want me to say something, remove it from my mind completely. I yield myself to your spirit this morning to be used by you. And Lord, I just pray for every heart in this place that right now, by the power of your spirit, you would revive, you would strengthen, you would refresh like only you can. We are desperate for you, Jesus. We are desperate for your presence. And as Moses said, we do not want to go anywhere unless your presence goes ahead of us. So we ask for that now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so... We have started something in our family where um, it's over and above our times of, of devotion, time spending with the Lord, where we just try. It gets a bit hectic with four kids and extramurals and homework and everything that we have that happens in a, in, in a household. A time where we just quieten ourselves, half an hour where everybody's quiet, where you can find any place in the home where you can just sit and go and hear from the Lord. And it was quite sweet. Joel came into the room and he was like, well, uh, what do I say? You know, what, what do I say? I said, my lover, you just go talk to Jesus the way that you would speak to mom or dad. Go tell him about your day. Because often as parents, we pray for our kids and we kind of, you know, we prompt them as to what to say. And, um, and you must just let 
Let them speak. And I feel like I, I need to say that to you this morning, as we heard Brian say, there's no formula. We just need to speak. It's our way of connecting with Jesus. And he went. And it's amazing how when the Lord brings a word, um, everything changes. So when I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want me to say about prayer? Because as you know, there are many teachings, and I'm sure a lot of you have read many books about prayer. There's so much to say about prayer. I was just reminded of when Jesus taught the disciples to pray. Very simply, so I'm going to ask that one and only slide that I have to come up onto the screen. Um, and you all know, let me just see if it's there. Okay, you can't read it, so it's fine. I don't know if you'll be able to read it. It's quite small. But I just want to see. We all know the Lord's Prayer. It's, it's, it's called the Lord's Prayer, even though he was teaching the disciples how to pray. So can we say it in any version that you know it? If you know it in Afrikaans, go for it. Say it in Afrikaans. Let's just say it together. So our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, very simple. There it is right there. So I'm going to literally just speak our way through this prayer this morning. And... Um, so Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray very simply, and it, I, I love how this word this morning is so simple. It's not complicated, because prayer is not complicated. It's about coming to Jesus, it's about speaking to him, about sharing our life with him. If you think about what prayer is, it's ultimately about relationship. That's why we've been speaking about devotion. Like we heard Pierce speak last, about, last week about being in the word, spending time with him, getting to know him for who he is. And I just feel like the individuals here this morning, God's going to spark something in your heart this morning about wanting to get to know more of who Jesus is. I, before, I wanted to say that I am besotted with him. I am completely in love with Jesus. And I know that I wouldn't be in this place if I didn't have that kind of relationship with him where I can speak to him and he speaks to me. And um, so we need to position ourselves even this morning to hear from him and hear exactly what it is he's saying to us. So the very th first thing he does... He starts off by saying, our Father. Isn't it amazing that Brian didn't know that I was going to speak about this morning. And here in worship, he says, he uses the illustration of how Noah can come to him as a father. Because that's his heart. Our Father. And the Lord wants us to relate to him as a father. And you know, the Jews might have struggled with this. Because for them, God was like unapproachable. And yet Jesus comes and he shows us that we can approach God. We can approach God as our father, right? That's his heart, to be our father. And as I'm sitting, I'm just hearing the Lord say that there's some individuals here that you might have not have had a good experience with your earthly father, because often the way that we relate with our earthly father could affect the way that we, well, our relationship with our heavenly father. And today the Lord wants to change that for you. He wants to show you what a father's heart should be like. I mean, I just look down at Rick here, and I, I think of, and I'm look, seeing two of our kids here, and his heart towards our children as a father. I mean, I'm sure some of the dads, especially the ones with little, little, little people, especially dads with little, little girls, I mean, you would do anything for that little girl. You literally would lay your life down. And I remember in the hospital when Josh, when he was born, we had a few complications, and, um, you know, the pediatrician always lays down all the worst-case scenario, and he came to us and told us, what they might have to do, you know, in terms of something wrong with his heart and open heart surgery. And I remember crying 
in front of the pediatrician and I said these words and afterwards those words hit me and I said, I love him so much I would die for him. He had just been born and yet I had such an incredible love for him. And to to a place where I would say I would be willing to die for him. And that's exactly what God did for us. He so loved us that he gave his only son to die for us. That's how much he loves us. So he wants us to come to him knowing that he has a father's heart. Okay, so I just, maybe you've never experienced that before in your times with the Lord. So we're going to be, I'm going to be sharing a little couple of things with you this morning. But then it's about you leaving here this morning and actually starting to pray, you know, to actually start praying. Maybe you don't feel like you're in that intimate place with him. But to start, like we said to Joel, just start speaking. And I want you, if you've never approached him as a father, I want you to, to go to him as a father and say, Father, here I am. And you will see what it is he imparts to you. So our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, hallowed, it means to praise him. And, you know, so we come to him in prayer. But the very first thing that I feel like Jesus is teaching his disciples is praise him for who he is. Because he deserves to be praised. Despite where you are at. Despite your circumstances. Despite what you are going through. We praise him because he deserves it. And he's a good God. And you know, that's so amazing because it takes the focus off ourselves. It's not me, myself, and I anymore. The focus shifts to our Father. All right? And so I'm reminded of that song. You, you might um, know it. I would start singing it. Maybe I should start singing it. It's um, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Remember that song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Do you know it? Sing it with me. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So we know it. When we praise him, we turn our eyes on him. We look full in his wonderful face, and in the things of this earth. They grow strangely dim in the light of who he is. And I feel we come to him as father, we praise him for who he is, and everything else becomes strangely dim in the light of who he is. So let's praise him. Let's not be inward focused. And you know, there are times when I, I wake up and if I'm feeling down, I start praising God. And then I, it's, it's been amazing. I get very excited because we co-labor with him here on earth. Isn't it awesome that we can co-labor with him? And I say, okay, Lord. In the devil's face, whatever he's trying to do to to get me down, Lord, who would you like me to encourage today? Who would you like me to bless? And then I wait on the Lord and see what he says. He might not give me an answer straight away, but as I'm walking through my day, you know, the Lord will either highlight somebody to me, something simple. And I want you to know that as you bless other people, you're praising God, you're praising him because that you've now shifted the focus off you and your circumstances back onto God. It might be something simple as um, writing an encouraging note to somebody or an SMS or WhatsApp, you know, encouraging them, asking the Lord who it is that needs to be blessed. It might be a practical need. You might be in the supermarket and the Lord might highlight somebody to you in the supermarket to go and pay for their groceries. You might be at a toll gate and just think, wow, Lord, I'm going to pay for the car behind me. Leave a little note. God loves you. And off you go. Ask the Lord how it is that you can be his hands and feet here on earth. Because when we connect to him, when we're praying, he speaks all the time. He doesn't stop speaking. He's always speaking. 
we just need to tune our ears into the frequency of heaven. We need to tune our ears into hear what it is that he's saying to us on a daily basis. So he's saying, our father, we come to him as a father. We praise him because he deserves to be praised. Hallowed be your name. The next part of it is, if you can see, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, not my empire and the little world I'm building around myself. Your kingdom come. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. And we might not fully understand what that means, but when we sit with him and we ask him, Lord, what do you mean when you say your kingdom come? And you know, I, I just, I'm just going to say this, you know, heaven is real. It's very real. Do you know that heaven has its own culture, it's got its own value system, and you know, the, the supreme value of heaven is the presence of God. And yeah, the Lord's teaching us to pray that your kingdom come. I desire God's presence here on earth more than anything. We read in Revelation, we read in the word about the presence of God, but guess what? We can experience that right now because the Lord has taught us to pray that your kingdom come. And as I prayed earlier on Moses, them, you know, wanting to go into promise, they didn't want to go anywhere unless the presence of God had gone, gone ahead of them. Your presence, Lord, we desire your presence more than anything else. Your kingdom come, right? And that part, it, it, it speaks about putting God first in everything that we do, everything that we do. And, you know, I want you to know, I mean, I, I teach, I'm a teacher, I'm in, involved in full-time ministry. My week's pretty busy. I've got four kids. So I'm saying that because it's in our busy lives, God wants to be a part of everything that we do. Yes, there are moments where we need to draw to a quiet place and really just reflect on what it is that he's saying to us. But you know what? He's speaking to us throughout the day. Throughout the day. We don't have to stop and say, okay, now I need to hear from the Lord. He's speaking to you as you go. When I'm in a classroom, it's amazing. The Lord highlights children to me that need encouragement. I just walk past them and pray. As we're speaking, there's um, one particular individual uh, that, that I just feel needs a little bit of extra prayer. So every now and again, because the Lord has highlighted this individual to me, when I'm in the class and the child's doing some work, I'll walk behind the child and say, oh, that's a lovely picture, and just put my hand gently on her shoulder and pray. Pray God's blessing and divine protection over her life. And that's what we do in your workplace. When we are connected, if you think about that electric current, when you are connected to our lifeline, to God, he speaks to us continuously. So you can ask him to guide you wherever you, wherever you go. I'm just reminded of... Um, you know, I, I use, I'm going to use illustrations with our family quite a bit, but I remember the one morning Daniela had to, and I have asked if I can share some things. Um, well, some, I don't think I asked this one, but anyway, um, one morning she woke up and she had a, a, a test that she had to write and it was like, okay, we're going to be late. We need to leave the house and we're going now. And she's stressed. And, and I said, Danny, just stop. She said, no, I, I don't have time to stop. We've got to get to school. We've got, we've got to write this test. I was like, okay, we're going to stop. So I stopped her and she was panicked. She had panic all over her. And I stopped her in our corridor. I said, take a deep breath. She's like, mommy, I'm going to be I said, Danny, stop. So she stopped. I said, take a deep breath and close your eyes. And she did that. I said, and now I want you to picture Jesus. Do you see him? And she said, yes, I see him. I said, do you see him putting his hand out towards yours? She said, yes, I do. I said, now put your hand in his and you walk with him. And when she opened her eyes, it was like this little tense body just had gone into a place of peace. 
She was relaxed. We heard Lucy speak about rest, a place of rest, and off she went. She came back and she said it was one of the best tests that she had ever, ever written. Why? Not because of the results, but because of the peace of God that was on her life. Because in that moment, she chose to put God first. Now, we could have rushed out the house and, oh, thank you, God, you just, you know, bless her as she writes a test and off we go and we can still be stressed and tense. But we need to position ourselves to have those moments with the Lord throughout the day. You know, what I'm loving about what's happening in our offices and it's so beautiful. The, the presence of Jesus is so tangible. It's so amazing. It's, it's so awesome to see the guys in the, in the word and reading. And, and, you know, if anybody gets stressed or anxious, the first thing they do is they get up and they go find a quiet place and they start praying. And I want to say this to you as well, is that the enemy will try and come in with all sorts of things to steal your peace, to steal your joy, but you need to stop and to have a moment with Jesus. Allow him to bring things back into perspective. That's what he does when we look in his face. Everything else becomes strangely dim. So your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. I love this part, it excites me, as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. All right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can call down things from heaven. We can say, Father, I call that into existence right now in the name of Jesus. All right? That part of the prayer, it, 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 I believe the Lord wants us to have a have an expectant heart. Your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Do you know that the Lord has showed me parts of heaven? It's quite exciting. I was praying the one time and he showed me a storehouse. Now, this is going to sound a little weird, but just listen, just bear, bear with me. A storehouse of body parts, okay? Gold body parts. And you know what? We might chuckle and laugh, but you know, there are times when you pray for people and they need a new heart or they need a new whatever it is that they're struggling with in their in their in their bodies. And we have access to things like that. Right? Think about how you were created, you were knitted together in your mother's womb. That's not difficult for the Lord. I mean, we've heard of amazing testimonies, how people have been given brand new kidneys and how the Lord has brought about incredible healing. Your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when we stay connected to the Father heart of God, nothing, nothing is impossible. Right? You will pray a prayer filled with faith because you know who you are. You know where you are positioned. We heard Lucy say that. We are positioned in heavenly places. So your will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Then give us this day our daily bread. And I feel like this is twofold, where the Lord is he's teaching us to ask him. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, we've, we've been speaking about devotion, and I, I've got my Bible here. I, I might refer to one or two scriptures, but this, this is our daily bread. And, and I want to encourage you to, just to say this to you, is that in Lamentations 3, it says that his mercy is on you every morning, every morning. When the Israelites were in the wilderness, how were they fed? With manna. But they were instructed only to take enough for that day for them and their families, all right, and not to keep any for the next day, just for what they needed. Some of them tried to keep for the next day, and it was filled with maggots, all right? Because the Lord has a new, fresh word for us every single day. 
right? It's exciting when we spend time in his presence and he shares new things. And I mean, even with me waking up this morning, I mean, I'm, yes, I'm bringing the word, but I had a different word. The Lord gave me a different word and it was so exciting. It was about with Moses going in and not wanting to go ahead without the presence of the Lord. I'm like, wow, God, you're so awesome. But he spoke to me about something completely different to, you know, this morning, but because he has a fresh new word for us every single day. And you know what I love? is that when he shares things with us, he uses that word inevitably to encourage somebody in the day or someone in that week. And you think, wow, God, that's so amazing. Or somebody will speak about something similar and you're like, wow. And you think, well, that's no coincidence. That's the Lord speaking to you. I love how personal and how intimate he gets with us. So I want to encourage you. You know, yeah, Jesus is teaching us to pray, but he's saying, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, what is it that you want to say to me today? So you read a passage of scripture And all of us are in different places in our lives right now. So if I read a passage of scripture, and you might read exactly the same passage of scripture, Father might be saying something completely different to me than he is to you. We're saying, Lord, meet me, meet Michelle where I'm at right now. And that's what's so divine. He doesn't, he's not going to, he doesn't compare us. He meets us where we are at. Give us this day our daily bread. And then I believe it's on a practical note too, as we've just read in Matthew 6 about seeking first the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added to you. He meets us on a practical level too. Now, I, I just have to chuckle. I have to, uh, we family. So I'm going to share something with you. So in the week, uh, I was thinking, oh, okay, yeah, so I'm going to be preaching. And then as a girl, you always think, well, what will I wear? Well, you know, should I wear, what should I wear? Should I wear something? Should I go get a dress? Because I don't really wear dresses that often. I thought, no. And then I thought, oh, I'll just go and have a look at the, let's go and look to see if there's something that I could, could find. And of course, being a daughter, my, my daughter wants to come with to the mall. Let me just say this. If you want to go to the mall for something for yourself, it's probably better to leave the daughter behind, okay? (laughs) Just saying. But anyway, but just before we go, I found this so funny. I had to go and fetch Mike. He was at a play date, and I got to the the play date. And and these are just little intimate moments you have with Father. It's so divine. So I go and fetch my little boy, and I'm about to leave, and my friend goes, hey, listen, I bought this top, this one. I bought this top from H&M, and you know, it just, just doesn't fit me. Would you like it? You know, and as she gave it to me, I felt the Lord saying, this is from me to you. And you know, it was like, so, it was just such a special, intimate moment, because he meets our practical needs as well, our practical needs, you know, and I just looked and I said, wow, and she had no idea. She had no idea. For her, it was like, oh, yes, little top, and I, she pulled the price tag off, and she gave it to me, a brand new top you know, from H&M. And anyway, so I'd already told my daughter we were going to the mall, so we couldn't not go to the mall. So we still went to the mall and, of course, uh, ended up purchasing things for her. But it was fine because the Lord had already sorted me out. So I'm just saying, give us this day our daily bread. It's not, yes, he speaks to us on a spiritual level, but he, he wants to meet our practical needs too. Okay, so give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now, if you look at that part of the prayer, forgive us our sins. You know, for those of you who don't know what sin is, sin is anything that we do that is not pleasing to the Lord. It might be in word, it could be, it could be in thought, action, things that you do that are not pleasing to the Lord. These things separate us from God, separates us in our relationship with Him. So for us to come to Him on a daily basis, And you might say, well, I don't sin. Well, you just have because that's pride. Okay, all of us, it's it's true because we all do. And you know what? There are times when I think, wow, I haven't sinned. But then I sit before the Father and I say, Lord, I think of Psalm 139. Search me, God, 
Search me and know my heart. See if there's, if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the path, in your path. And if you come before the Lord and say, Lord, is there anything that I've done that is not pleasing to you? If there is anything, he will show you because that's his heart. He doesn't want anything to hinder your relationship with him. And you, you know, maybe you're sitting here today and maybe you felt like there was a bit of a hindrance when you're worshiping Jesus. I want you to know he wants us to be free. He wants us to enjoy him. At one point during worship today, I felt like I was going to explode because I love him so much. You know, he wants us to have that intimate divine relationship connection with him don't let anything anything stop you from having that um, with him and I remember years ago I was uh, on campus actually many many years ago I was worshiping and you know I don't know if you've ever felt like your worship's just hitting the ceiling and no matter what you try it's like and I actually I just left the building I left but my very good friend followed me and she said what's up I said ah just don't feel like it's happening for me today and she just started asking me this question. She said to me, and here's the, here's the thing. She asked me this question. Now I'm in varsity, okay? Well, I was at college. And she said to me, was there ever a school teacher who ever spoke a, bit, a negative word over your life? I said, oh, yes. So she said, have you forgiven her by name? I looked and I said, no. She said, right. She pulled out a piece of paper. She said, let's start writing. And she just started asking all these questions, things that I'd never even thought of. People that had hurt me that I hadn't even realized that I was holding a little something in my heart. Anyway, long story short, I kid you not, we had two A4 pages of people's names that we had written down, people that wouldn't have even known that that hurt me because she had asked specific questions. And I specifically prayed through each one, which brings me to the next point that says, you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. And I started off by saying, Lord, please help me forgive so. And she started, she said, no, 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 no. She said, Jesus has already given you the ability to forgive that person. He's helped you. You choose to forgive that person today. And that was a big one. I was like, I just said, okay, Lord, I choose to forgive so-and-so because I didn't want anything hindering my relationship with Jesus anymore and my worship because who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I want you to know today the enemy will want to keep you in a place where you're holding on to whatever it is that perhaps somebody's hurt you. And you know what unforgiveness is? Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person's going to die. Who's the person dying? You dying. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, it is slowly but surely killing you on the inside. And it's stopping you. It's hindering you in your relationship with Jesus. So we come before him. He, he teaches us to pray that for a reason. He's a good God. And he knows what he's talking about. Forgive us our sins. Lord, is there anything in my life? that is hindering my relationship with you? And is there anybody else that I need to forgive? And I choose to forgive him and I let them go. And you know what forgiveness is? Forgiveness is as if it never happened. Now that's a big one. You know you have forgiven somebody if they've really hurt you and it's as if it's never happened. And I'm not, I'm not trying to water this down because I know that for some people it's a really, it's a hard thing. But that's why we have the Father He's the one that will give, the, give you the ability. And you might have to uh, forgive that person over and over and over. Do that. He will grace you. Okay, so we've got forgive us our sins and, um, and the last one. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, I want you to know, when you are in an intimate place with Heavenly Father, when you are 
connected to him as your source. When temptation comes, it's so much easier to resist it. Now, I want you to know, it doesn't, it doesn't um, uh, st- stop the enemy from tempting us. Even Jesus himself was tempted in the wilderness. But we will be strong enough to resist that temptation. I'm reminded of a, of a, um, an, a stove. If a stove is on and, it's, and the, the plate is red hot, a fly cannot settle on that red hot plate. It's too hot. It will burn itself. In the same way, when we are in that place with Jesus, we're on fire for Jesus, the enemy, you know, it's not going to be very easy for him to throw things your way, but we need to stay connected for that to happen. And I'm I'm just going to share this with you. You've probably all heard this illustration. Uh, An old man once said he feels as if he's got two dogs fighting inside of him. And someone said to him, well, which is the strongest? And he said, the one I feed the most. And we've got our spirit man and our flesh man. And the question is, which one are we feeding the most? Are we feeding our flesh? Are we feeding our spirit? Because when you feed your spirit, when you're connected to Father's heart, you'll be able to resist anything that comes your way. I'm just, yeah, I, I, and I know we all get tempted. We all get tempted. But to be at a place where we say, Lord, thank you that you can help me resist this temptation. So we're going to bring this to a close, but when, as, I, as I close, I, I'm just going to say this to you. I want to encourage us this morning to, when we leave here, to, you can go look in Matthew, it's in Matthew, you can see, or Luke 11, you can go and read this and ask the Lord how to apply this to your life. Um, because I believe with each of these points, he's going to share something different with you. You know, I'm just quickly reminded of something. It's so lovely when, you, when you're spending time with Jesus and you get intimate with him. He, he shares things with us that we're learning as we go. I mean, something amazing happened with Rick yesterday. Um, and I'm just thinking your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, on Friday night, Rick was at youth and um, he started feeling this feeling behind his left ear, a pain and a little, almost like a pressure. And he was like, wow. And then he felt the Lord saying, there's somebody there at youth that had pain behind their left ear. So he then just asked the youth and he said, is there anybody here who has pain? And there was a young girl, it was her first time at youth, put a hand up and said, it's me. And then Rick went and prayed, said, can I just pray for you? Let's just pray. So prayed and then the pain in Ricky's ear left. So he said, look, I just want to know, and you can be really honest with me, is the pain there or, or has it gone? And she said, it is gone. And so we're learning because he's connected to the, the father's heart. He's hearing what it is the Lord wants to show. The next morning we wake up. First thing in the morning, he's like waiting for me to wake up. It's just before seven. He says, babes, I'm like lying in bed. I'm like, yes. And he's like, so he looks at me and says, are your kidneys fine? I'm like, because I've, even I, I've struggled in the past. The devil's tried this with me. He said, are your kidneys fine? I'm like, mm, yeah, I think they're fine. And he says, your right kidney. I'm like, could be the way I'm lying. Yeah, there's a little, there's, there's a little pain, yeah, in my kidney. So I said, well, I want to pray for you. So I said, okay. So he laid hands on me and he prayed for my kidney. But the pain in his kidney didn't leave. It stayed. So you see how we're learning. Not even 10 minutes later, he got a message on his phone that Pete Miller had been taken down, he's one of our elders, had been taken down to the hospital with kidney pain. So he just came and said, babes, you'll never believe. I'm like, no, I believe it. So he said, I'm going down to pray. So he went down to pray for Pete. Anyway, they've he had two kidney stones, 
and he prayed for Pete. And, you know, Pete ended up having to go into surgery and having a stent put in. And, you know, through that, we're like, Lord, you know, he could have dissolved those kidney stones right there. He could have. And we don't question why he didn't have them. But this we know, that he got us to pray. We interceded the entire time that Pete was there. We knew that God had intervened in that situation. But the thing is to position ourselves to hear from him. And you know what? When you position yourself like this and you go before the Father to hear his heart, when he gives you a word, everything changes. I can stand here today and preach. We can have different people preaching every week. But when Father speaks a word to you, it radically changes your life. And I'm going to end off soon. Um, I'm going to have one last little illustration. Um, And this is just to show you that there's no junior Holy Spirit. And you've heard me say that before. I feel passionate about children and um, how the Holy Spirit speaks so clearly to us and to children. Sometimes I think it's so amazing because they're so little. They just say, well, Jesus said this. And it's so beautiful because there's nothing hindering their filter. You know, there's no filter. It's so beautiful. And um, we were at a conference and before we left, my kids had come back and I said to them, so what did, what did Jesus say to you? And they were like, mm, oh, you don't really say anything. So I said, okay, guys, but now we're going to go back and we're going to position ourselves. And I'm going to end off with this. We're going to position ourselves to hear from him. As I said, he's always talking, guys. He doesn't only just speak to me. He wants to speak to you too. We're going to position ourselves to hear from him. So I said to them, you're going to go and you're going to have a moment with him and ask him to speak to your heart as an individual. And um, they came back, and I just want to touch on the two. Mikey came back, my 11-year-old, and he said, Mom, this is so exciting. And you know, when Jesus speaks, there's such joy, there's such excitement, you cannot contain it. Little 11-year-old, he comes and says, Mom, guess what happened, guess what happened? I said, what, tell me. And he said that he went down when there was time of worship and he, he positioned himself because now we had shown him what to do. And he waited on Jesus to hear what it is the Lord wanted to say to him. And he clearly saw Jesus come to him, look at him in the eyes and say to him, Mikey, you're a leader. And he stood up with him knowing that he was a leader. That's all he said to him. So he like thought, wow, that's so beautiful. It was so real in his mind. And as the meeting was ending, some leaders gathered around some of the children. Now, how's this for the Lord? I just love the way he does things. Two or three of them leaders came up to Mikey and they started praying. And the one leader said, Mike's, we just see the Lord showing us that you're a leader. And it just confirmed everything that father had just shared with him. So what was exciting was that Jesus had already told him that, and this person was just confirming it. Well, you know, just just so amazing. So when the Lord speaks something to your heart, like we could have told him that, Mike's your leader, we can speak it over his life. But when Jesus comes and he gives you that word, it changes everything. So today, as we bring this to a close, I'm going to show a multimedia clip. And I'm going to hand over to Neil and to Lucy if they want to pick up from that. I just feel like the Lord wants our hearts. Remember in the beginning, I said to you, I'd ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to your people? And he said, I want their hearts. If anything resonates with you here this morning, let's bring it before the Lord. Let's give him our hearts this morning. Do you know that every single revival recorded in history was rooted in prayer? It had nothing to do with the man. It had nothing to do with a movement. It was all God. And it was people who were on their knees praying, connecting with God's heart, with the Father heart. So let's bring our hearts before him this morning and then we'll close in prayer after the multimedia. Thanks, guys.